Thank you. Um, and declarations of interest? Councillor Freeman. Yes, I'm in the 
Okay, now that's fine. Uh, yeah, just need to turn your mic on next time. Actually. No, it didn't come on. Mr Chairman, yes, uh, also a member of the Town Council and on the Planning Committee, which is relevant to that item, but neither of us voted in that matter. Thank you, Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Councillor Fairhurst. OK. Mark. Thank, thank you. Yes, I'm District Councillor White Rody for the interest on item 4. OK, no, that's fine. Thank you, Mark, because it's relevant. Um, right. Uh, has everybody read and checked the previous minutes, those of us that were there? And can I duly sign those minutes? Okay, thank you, Councillor Chambers. Do I do so now? Okay, thank you for that. <clears throat> and with that, I think we can uh, start with the first item on the agenda today, which is UTT 170255, um, a full application for the land to the west of Lyme Avenue. And uh, Maria Shoesmith is going to take us through it. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman. The application site is land west of Lyme Avenue, Saffron Warden. Um, most of the members would be um, aware of the site. This has come before us probably this time last year. Um, the application is for the erection of 31 dwellings with associated roads, car parking and landscaping. Um, this is a full planning application. Um, the site itself lies on the edge of Saffron Warden and on the edge of the development limits. The site was formerly used as agricultural land covering an area of 0.77 hectares. Um, to the west of the, sorry, east of the application site, there is 15 affordable units. These were units that were constructed uh, as a balance of another scheme within Saffron Warden, together with the um, land to the north of the site for um, as playing field pitches and floodplains as well. The um, the ground levels within the site, there's a slight incline um, from the southwest of the corner site going towards the northeastern corner. There is a public footpath which runs along the edge of the site, public footpath 10, um, and the vehicular access into the site is gained um, from Little Walden Road into Lyons Avenue here. There is also access um, from Caton's Lane, however this is not a formal access into the application site, but there is um, pedestrian um, access through the site here and through um, onto Caton's Lane um, as existing. There is a detailed breakdown of proposed dwellings in section 3.4, page 10 of the officer's report. In terms of the dwellings, this is the proposed layout. This is exactly the same as the scheme which was before us this time last year. There is no difference at all in terms of the design, the layout uh, or overall appearance of the units. 
Um, that scheme itself was resolved to be approved at the committee, um, subject to section 106 agreement and uh, also a list of conditions. As I said, there's nothing that's changed on the application. The application had been refused, though, in delay in, sign in signing the Section 106 agreement and for no other reason. In terms of the scheme itself, back-to-back um, -back distances um, comply. There is a slight pinch, but that's been addressed within the officer's report in terms of the internal layout as well. The garden sizes comply, as well as the parking spaces. There is a couple which have been identified as falling slightly short, however, because of the parking layout, there is scope to meet standards, hence the conditions which have been recommended within the report. This shows the story heights of the scheme. Um, it's predominantly two-storey, with, with six of the units being two and a half storeys in height. I will show you the street scene in a second. As I say, we've got the, um, the fields to the north of the site, which a number of the units will um, overlook. Um, there is 40% affordable housing which is being provided on site and 5% wheelchair accessible. The units which have been identified as wheelchair accessible is this unit here. And this unit here, um, that's been um, designed as a masonette, so the ground floor will be to wheelchair accessible standards. This is the uh, proposed street scene of what the scheme would look like. Um, as you can see, this is on the access into the site here, viewed along here. This is the view that will be seen from the fields across, and this is the view taken from Caton's Lane. In terms of um, the report itself, the applicant's case, um, the site history, policies, representations have all been highlighted within the report on pages 11 and 20 to 22, including the, count the town council's objections. It should be noted that uh, with regards to the town council's comments, uh, they make reference to an application which has been submitted for a community centre on the same application site. This application is still at early stages. It's invalid at the moment, so it hasn't been considered. Um, however, um, that will be assessed separately from the scheme and has no bearing in terms of the assessment of this application at this time. In terms of the design um, of the scheme, the density, height, back-to-back -back distances and orientation of the scheme, it's acceptable. Um, as stated previously, so is the amenity space. The report highlights that a couple of spaces are stated low below standard, but that's been addressed through recommended conditions. The site in question is designated under policy S7, um, falling within countryside. It also falls within policy SW7, which identifies the land for a number of uses, as highlighted in paragraph um, 11.1 within the report on page 22. The scheme and the principle of the scheme has been fully assessed in context of the National Planning Policy Framework and the Anne Skipper's report in terms of how our current policies comply against the MPPF. 
It has been concluded that policy SW7 and S7 is outweighed by the MPPF and the site's sustainability. There are no highway objections that have been raised in terms of movement and number of parking spaces. The landscaping uh, proposed would positively add value by creating and enhancing habitat on the site. No ecological objections have been raised. Flooding and drainage has been fully discussed on page 22, sorry, 29 of the report. The County Council's SUDS objections have been addressed and removed subject to conditions. Um, with regards to air quality, this has also been fully discussed within the report where neg negligible impact has been concluded, uh, taking account of cumulative impacts. Therefore, no objection is raised. The scheme overall accords with policy um, and subject to section 106 obligations outlined within the report highlighted on page 32 and conditions, the application is recommended for approval. Thank you, Chairman. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Maria. Um, just one point of clarification, I think the, um, the new application um, is on the adjacent site rather than actually on this site, which is what was stated. Uh, in other words, it's north of this site, right? Mike? Yes? Am I correct? No, it's on this site. It's actually on the same land. As far as I'm aware, yes. It's not on the site. Is it not? <coughs> no, I think it's actually oh, sitting right, north of this, so it's... Uh, Sorry, it's I haven't seen in the application. No, okay. It's not actually on the same land, it's it's beyond it to the north, I presume, yes? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Just for clarification. Um, I think we had one speaker, uh, Mr. Reddy, but I think um, he's not with us today. Oh, you are. Sorry, John. Uh, if you'd like to come forward and speak, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Mr. Reddy, you have three minutes. Yep, we can do that. Is that the one you require? Is it, that would be a technical Fine. Thank you. I'm speaking on behalf of Councillor Sharon Morris, who is unable to attend the committee meeting, and as a member of the Saffron Walden Neighbourhood Plan Sports Focus Group, providing advice on land use and planning aspects of the group's work. Policy SW7 in the 2005 local plan stated that land on Little Walden Road, off Little Walden Road, identified in the proposals, which has been already discussed by the officer, is allocated for a community centre, playing fields, and up to 15 units of affordable housing. Also, the master plan will be prepared in consultation with the town council residents and local sports clubs to identify the juxtaposition of land uses and the type of playing fields required. For reasons unknown, the intended broad consultation has never taken place in the intervening period. Flood prevention measures and two football pitches with parking have been provided under a Section 106 agreement for which personnel still have to achieve full compliance but the space available for community facilities and parking has been drastically reduced to the wedge of land between the development site uh, that is the subject of this committee hearing and the southern edge of the two football pitches, putting pressure on the relationship between the immediately adjoining houses and the internal and external community uses with adjacent parking. 
the community site's overall brief is currently being finalized through the local, local neighborhood plan process and the outline planning application by the town council has been registered and therefore I assume is an accepted application as illustrated in today's edition of the Walden Local at some length. I should like to focus the committee's attention on the poor layout of the Northern Triangle of the Persimmon site into which the developer has crammed the affordable housing north of the east-west estate road that separates them from the rest of the market properties. The former's main entrance frontage faces north and is separated from the community site by only a one metre wide footpath and a boundary fence. You can see the narrow strip, white strip along the top of the site on the projected map. This narrow pedestrian access to the affordable dwellings front doors is very unsatisfactory in itself and the frontage's proximity to the northern edge of the community site will also build in potential conflict between the indoor-outdoor use of the reserve community site and the affordable homes that will not reflect well on the planning process if approved. Almost certainly it will generate complaints that can be avoided by more considered and considerate design. I should most strongly recommend to the committee that before approving this, this this application, that Persimmon should be made to revise the layout of this northern triangle so that the affordable dwellings have access from the south side and that a garden buffer zone be provided between them and the community site uses. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Reddy. Um, the next speaker is the applicant, uh, Mr. Stuart McAdam. <coughs> And I believe you also have three minutes, Mr. McAdam. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon, Chair, members of the Planning Committee. My name is Stuart McAdam. I'm a senior planner with Persimmon Homes in Essex. There's a recognised national and local imperative to deliver sufficient housing. Members will be well aware of the increasing difficulty that some of the constituents face in getting on the housing ladder and the high demand for affordable homes. Sorry, I can't hear you on The proposed development will deliver 31 one, two and three bedroom dwellings plus associated roads, car parking and landscaping. Access to the site will be from Lime Avenue on the eastern edge of the proposed development. The proposal includes 12 affordable units in accordance with policy H9 of the Uttlesford local plan. 70% of these will be for social rent and 30% will be for shared ownership. The development also provides two wheelchair accessible units. Persimmon is aware of the Town Council's application to build a community centre to the north of the site. Whilst the precise details of the community centre are not known at this stage, a community centre would not necessarily be incompatible with the housing development. The National Planning Policy Framework states that applications for housing should be considered within the context of the presumption of favourable development. As acknowledged in paragraph 11.5 of your officer's report, Uttlesford District Council cannot demonstrate a deliverable five-year supply of housing land. Consequently, paragraphs 14 and 49 of the NPPF apply, which state that relevant policies for the supply of housing should not be considered up to date if the local planning authority cannot deliver a five-year supply of deliverable housing sites. The presumption is in favour of sustainable development is engaged unless any harm significantly and demonstrably outweighs the benefits when assessed against the policies and the framework taken as a whole, 
unless specific policies in the framework indicate development should be restricted. The NPPF sets out three strands of sustainable development, which are summarised in paragraphs 11.10 to 11.16 of your officer's report. As highlighted in paragraph 11.16, the scheme would comply with the positive stance towards sustainable development to which significant weight is afforded. The application follows a previous identical submission, which the Planning Committee resolved to approve last year, subject to conditions and the production of a Section 106 agreement to secure the provision of affordable housing and maintenance of a sustainable drainage scheme. Unfortunately, the 106 was not finalised within the timeframes given due to ongoing negotiation regarding certain definitions and future proofing of the Section 106. Accordingly, the application was refused for this sole reason on 4th October 2016. The resolution to approve is a significant material consideration in the assessment of this application. Following the issue of the refusal notice, this outstanding matter has now been resolved and a Section 106 is offered with this application. Members will note that a financial contribution towards education has also been agreed. In conclusion, there are no technical objections to the development from statutory consultees and the proposal would meet a specific identified need deliver good housing, including 12 affordable units, and is in a sustainable location. The principle of development has been established and these details agreed by the previous application. The current application addresses the previous reason for refusal, which related solely to the failure to conclude a Section 106 agreement within a specified timescale. Persimmon Homes remains committed to delivering the affordable housing in the manner agreed with the Council. I welcome the positive officer recommendation and I hope that members can approve the application. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to address you all this afternoon. Thank you for that, Mr McAdam. And with that, I can throw it open to the floor. Um, so uh, I've got, uh, I'm going to take Councillor Freeman first, then Councillor Gerard, and then uh, Councillor Lockman. So, yes. Councillor Freeman. Thank you, Chairman. Um, the site for a proposed um, community centre is actually to the north of this showing on the plan. It's not part of that. Now, if we can go back to that plan, please, that'll be fine. Um, and it comprises a car park and uh, a fairly standard sort of community centre. And the concern that uh, we have, we would have had a speaker, by the way, from the town council, but unfortunately uh, his family's had a bereavement and uh, we weren't able to find a, an alternative, but I can embed whatever comments in what I'm saying at the moment. The houses right at the top, which are the affordable ones, are within a metre of the actual boundary. Uh, and from the presentation just now, <coughs> you will see that the uh, disabled access, the ones with limited access, the access for people with limited mobility, are the extreme right and the extreme left of the north side, if I've understood that correctly. Um, now, if you've ever used a wheelchair or worked with somebody who has to use one, uh, a metre is nothing at all in terms of being able to manoeuvre a chair. And if you're working on your own, in other words, if the user, the owner of the wheelchair, the user of the wheelchair, is attempting to get in and out, it simply won't be sufficient. So that's one factor which I think could be corrected in um, conditions, but I think it's completely inadequate at the moment. It's almost cynically inadequate, so it, but it can be fixed, it's, it's easy enough. Uh, the other thing is that there will be a car park and a community centre 
on the other side of that red line to the north of the diagram. Uh, and that will impact upon people that live in these houses. And if it was, if I was the planner, I would be inclined to draw those houses back from the boundary. Because as has already been pointed out, uh, it would reduce the level of um, complaints, friction, problems in the future. And doesn't say very much for design, to actually design it that way in the first place. There is an application in at the moment from the Town Council. It hasn't yet been validated. That is correct. It will be. It's only a matter of time. Uh, and it is our intention to go ahead with that, assuming that planning consent is granted. So that's really all I have to say on this case. Chairman, thank you. Thank you, Councillor Freeman. Uh, Councillor Gerald. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Um, just really want to obviously agree with my colleague, Councillor Freeman, uh, on the comments he's made about the, the plan and the uh, northern part of the site. Um, having done my uh, due diligence recently, just to check that I was prepared for this meeting, I just noticed that we do have a duty to the whole community. Um, and um, certainly from my perspective, I think that even though the um, application for the uh, community centre hasn't yet been uh, for formalised, shall we say, um, I think that there is a duty to consider what is going on um, and not necessarily take this application in isolation. Um, and certainly from my experience as a Charter Surveyor, one has a duty of reasonableness. I think it would be unreasonable not to take that matter into consideration <coughs> and um, to look at this in isolation. I do agree that there, there are things that can be done to rectify, and certainly I would like to sort of uh, think that we could uh, look into those you know, ways of, of improving the current scheme of the uh, affordable housing at the north of the site. Um, thank you very much. Thank you, Councillor Gerard. Uh, Councillor Lachlan. Thank you, Chair. Um, I just want some clarification. On the revised master plan on the screen, it's got a 4.8 metre adoptable road. Um, who is going to adopt that? Just uh, for clarification, please. That will be the County Council Highways. Councillor Hicks and then Councillor Wells. Sorry, Paul. Thank you, Chairman. <coughs> um, I think that uh, this uh, application is on a site which is very sustainable. It's um, been under consideration now for some considerable time and the problems that the major problems were there have been ironed out before it's come back to this committee again. And in my view, it's um, a perfectly satisfactory and uh, desirable um, application for planning permission. And uh, I, um, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to propose that it should be accepted and, and approved. Does that find a seconder at this stage? Okay, well, I'm going to take further comments and I'll come back to you, Councillor. Uh, Councillor Wells first, then I'll come to you. Yes, just for those of us, or myself, who are not overly familiar with the site, um, could you just clarify on that northern boundary with respect to what Councillor Wells Sorry, can you hear me now? Can you hear me? Um, I'm just saying, for those who are not familiar with the site, 
Um, I just wonder if you could clarify in respect to what Councillor Freeman was saying. I mean, are those houses on the northern boundary, do they face that walkway? How are they accessed? Is it only metre? Where's the front of them, for example? The, so the gardens are to the back. Yeah, the front doors. The front doors are accessed here apart from the accessible unit which is um, accessed from this part of the site. The parking obviously serving those units and the gardens are located um, and accessed from this part. There are um, gates located um, to the side of this so you can, for these units you can go around the building. For this, there is a side gate next to the parking bay, so there is access to the property from the rear as well, same here, um, and there are gates on this location. So there is dual access as such, but the primary access is access from the district I haven't measured that. It would need to be to building measure standards. Right, but also, what would the, how would the boundary be constructed with that red line? Along here, yes. no details of that have been provided. Uh, if I have a look at the conditions, then would it be possible to have yes. a Yes. Yeah. Uh, a boundary landscaping condition has been placed on there, um, so the boundary treatments can be included in that. I don't think there is a separate condition. So that condition can be amended to include details boundary treatment and the access. Well, if we are able to condition that um, favourably, then I'm happy to second. Means of enclosure is included. Hard surfacing materials are included as well, um, part of the landscaping condition. Right, so if we can address that boundary mm -hmm. and that width, I'm happy to second. Okay, so for, the, for clarification then, Maria, if that's able to be clarified and included, then Councillor Wells is happy to second. Uh, Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Mr Chairman. This is, this is the kind of case that gives us purpose in this committee because we face, as you always are, with a question of whether we reject or approve. Um, and as we know, most of the planning issues have been discussed before. I think we all remember the site well from last year. Um, but there are a couple of questions I'd like to ask before we come to that decision. Um, and the one that I think concerns me and a number of our committee, I think Councillor Lachlan will agree, is the question of where the affordables are going to be placed. It is quite important to this committee where they're placed, and we don't believe in segregation of affordable housing. Um, so that would worry me and sort of my conscience a lot if we just viewed it as it stood. Added to that, to compound that more, is that not only they've been segregated, but they're facing the north and looking directly onto a busy community centre. And with all the best will in the world, that's not fair, and it's not in line with how we behave. Um, the second thing that was mentioned by the officer was the question of parking. The question said was that the parking doesn't quite meet the standards, um, but uh, the, um, the, the quote was, but there's scope to meet the standards. Could I suggest perhaps we should always meet the standards before we accept these recommendations, otherwise they don't get better in the future. But uh, the third thing, the, third, the big issue here, the, the, the elephant in the room, so to speak, is the question of the community centre. Um, Yes, the plan, planning itself has been submitted, it has a planning number, it has to go through a process like everything else, but it's a reality. And we are in a position today to do the right thing. I think we all agree that ultimately these houses will be built, or that houses area will be built. But we have a third option here. We have the option to defer it for a short time and to actually think these things through, fix these small issues, and end up something that we all agree with. 
So I would strongly recommend here not to be that we defer and we arrive at something we all can agree with. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> Thank you, Councillor Fairhurst. Um, Councillor Lachlan, he wants to come back. Thank you. Uh, yeah, um, Councillor Fairhurst is quite right. I don't like to see um, the affordable homes shoved out on the boundary, uh, uh, away from the big house, if you like, in Downton Abbey Turn. Um, so I, I was concerned about that. But I have been told that they actually um, overlook the green, uh, because I'm told now it's overlooking a, a busy community centre. So if you could clarify find that. And the other thing is, um, this was previously approved, and the only reason it's come back to us is because the 106 wasn't settled. Can we clarify that? But if I did want to make that point. If you could... In terms of the affordable housing, the affordable housing is located uh, not just along here, but there's affordable housing at this part of the site as well. In terms of overlooking the community centre, it needs to be stressed that no planning permission has been granted for the community centre yet. The ap this application has been in, and this is the second time the application has been in, and it's been deter being determined well ahead of the application for the community centre. In terms of de being deferring this application in order to assess the community centre would be completely unreasonable and we would be holding ourselves open um, for, for under, to be looked at legally uh, in the approach that's taken. Also, in terms of um, it can be appealed as well on basis of non-determination. It should be noted as a as an aside, the application that was refused on the basis of Section 106, an appeal has been lodged on that. That is running uh, parallel to this application. Um, but as stated, there is two, well, let's say there is, it's, the, the affordable housing will be overlooking what is currently filled at the moment, and there is also um, the affordable housing to the south as well of the site. Thank you. I thought that was the case. I just wanted to clarify it for other people. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Councillor Chambers. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Uh, Mr Chairman, I hear what's being said. Uh, could I just say that from my point of view, we are looking at a planning application this afternoon. We are talking, or some members are talking about an application that might come in or might not come in. Surely, as members of the planning committee, we are here to decide on this application and not on what might or might not come forward. Thank you, Councillor Chambers. Mr Hicks. Thank you, Jim. Um, I've just gone to, to extend that point even further. I'm, I, um, although Councillor Fairhurst has been talking about a community centre that is real and there. In fact, uh, the fact of the matter is that um, I'm told in the town council report that um, they are expecting to get funds for this purpose from ODN estate um, as part of a 106 deal. But if that, those funds aren't even, as far as I know, um, negotiated in detail or even arranged. So um, how it can be a fait accompli, I really don't understand. Um, yeah, 
obviously there are hopes for a, a community centre, but I, I think pretending that it's a, um, something that's there and should be considered by this committee is just nonsensical. Okay, thank you. Uh, anybody else like to speak before I put my two pennyworth in? Okay. Um, I mean, I take the point of Councillor Freeman and Councillor Fairhurst, um, but what I would say is that this application has been around now for a few years and we actually gave it a planning permission uh, over 12 months ago and therefore to take into consideration something that might be there in the future I think is beyond our remit. Um, as to the actual position with the footpaths uh, along that northern boundary, um, it's become quite common now to build on the boundary like this in the benefit of giving the back garden some privacy or, if you like, increasing those so that the amenity space for the back of the house is better, where people do their living. And I can actually see the common sense of it. And I'm actually also reasonably happy with the access for the disabled um, because you can come in off of either of the spines, if you like. And from that point of view, uh, I think that the application before us, uh, it would be very difficult for us to find reasons to refuse it. So if there's any issues coming forward, I think perhaps if Saffron Walden had been a little bit quicker off the mark, it would have been great. And uh, Persimmon also gave them the opportunity because they procrastinated for 12 months or so on the 106. So um, we are where we are. If uh, Councillor Hicks is happy enough um, with his recommendation and Councillor Wells is happy enough with her second, then I'm quite happy to go to the vote on that. Yes, um, Councillor? Yes, Mr Chairman, I am happy with Councillor Wells and Mayor. Um, okay. Uh, Councillor Freeman before? Just a point of information, Chairman. The reason why this has come forward now is because of the activity on the neighbourhood plan. And we have groups working on the neighbourhood plan diligently. And this one is to do with a group that's involved with sports and um, uh, act sports activities and sports facilities have highlighted the need for this. That has been a recent event. Before then, that activity didn't exist, and that's why we haven't made this an urgent item in the past. Yes, Mr. Chairman, thank you for letting me come back on the subject. The suggestion has not been, I think, from this side that this house planning is rejected at all. The difference between the two points of view on this table today is one, that we approve today, or two, we defer until next time. When you build houses, as we well know, it's a long-term future decision. We make decisions based on where we think they're going to go. So we don't need to know that the community centre has been built just as much as we know those houses haven't been built. What we try and do is plan something for the best outcome for the entire community. So I ask you please to think about this. We're not saying no, we're saying let's think about the community and the best outcome for this committee. That's what we should be doing here. Not just rushing and making decisions because they happen to be on today's agenda. Thank you. I hear what you're saying, but um, unfortunately, having approved this over a year ago, I don't think we could wait that type of period for something to possibly happen. Um, I don't think it's within our remit to be able to do that. So, uh, in that case, I'm happy enough to go forward to the vote if everybody's happy. So, those in favour of approval of this application, could you please show your hands? One, two, three, four, five, six, and myself, seven. Those against? Three. That motion is carried. Thank you very much. And with, that, with that, we'll move on to uh, the second application for today, which is Weston's Yard. And uh, Maddie is going to take us through that.
location of the maintenance to a site that is located in, to the northern side of the Chelmsford Road in White Road in, and outlined in red on the plan shown. It includes a brownfield site of 0.24 hectares. The site is located within the Metropolitan Green Belt and outside development limits. The site is used as a contractor's yard for storing and servicing plant. There are residential properties to the west, east and opposite the site and there is open grassland to the rear. The proposal is for the demolition of the existing buildings on the site and for outline permission for the construction of seven new dwellings with access and layout only to be considered at this stage. Scale, landscaping and appearance will be considered at reserve matters stage. A new access would be provided. Uh, there are currently five buildings on the site to be demolished, which are shown here. Uh, this slide shows an aerial view of the site with the brownfield site shown in the middle. This slide shows the proposed layout of the development and the revised location of the new access road and which would be oops, sorry, which would be located further west to the existing access which is here. The indicative plan shows two five bedroom, two four bedroom and three three bedroom dwellings. All of the properties would be detached and the plans show that adequate garden land and parking to meet the adopted parking standards for the dwellings together with vista parking can be accommodated within the site. The following slides show photographs of the site. This is the existing access. Um, this shows that most of the site is hard landscaped. And uh, this is a residential house on the eastern boundary. The western boundary um, has this re residential house which is in the same ownership as the land. Um, the large warehouse building to be de demolished is at the rear of the site. This is another building at the front of the site that is to be demolished. Um, the yard and buildings at the northwestern corner and the buildings to be demolished here. And this is the buildings at the front of the site to be demolished. This shows the eastern boundary and that's the buildings looking towards the front of the site. Um, and that's again just other signs. That's the grassland at the rear of the site. And that shows you um, the direction east. And this is the direction um, right, uh, to the west, sorry. This is the tree um, that is subject to a tree preservation order that would be felled um, because that's where the new access would be formed. The application has been the subject to pre-application advice and the submitted indicative plan is in line with the advice given. The proposed number of dwellings has been reduced from 12 dwellings to 7. The proposal now satisfies the three dimensions of sustainable development as set out in the MPPF in terms of its economic, social and environmental roles. One of the core planning principles of the MPPF is to encourage the effective use of land 
by reusing land that has been previously developed, i.e. brownfield land, provided that it is not of high environmental value. This site is not of high envi environmental value. It has residential housing to three sides and the proposal would result in an improved impact on the character and appearance of the countryside with the removal of existing unsightly commercial buildings and will remove the existing incompatible use that has a detrimental impact on the residential amenity of neighbouring occupiers. The Housing and Planning Act 2016 also allows permissions in principle for development of suitable brownfield sites for housing. Taking into account the above and paragraph 89 of the MPPS in respect of development in green belts, the development is considered on balance to be acceptable in principle. The layout is acceptable and subject to an appropriate condition. The proposal would not have any material detrimental impact on neighbours community. The scale, landscape and appearance of the development do not, do not form part of this application <coughs> and will be considered at reserve matter stage. The proposal would not result in any significant harm to protected species or habitats and the access arrangements have been considered by Essex County Council highways and no objections are raised to the proposal. The proposal has demonstrated that sufficient parking can be provided to meet the adopted parking standards in respect of residential parking and visitor parking. Subject to further investigations and compliance with recommended mediation conditions in relation to possible contamination, the proposal is acceptable. A further informative is also recommended. Um, the development hereby permitted excludes the proposed building parameters as shown on drawing number X1154005, Rev 1, received on the 30th of May 2017. This is because this application is for outline permission in respect of the consideration of the access and layout only, and the scale of the properties, as indicated, may have a detrimental impact on the openness of the Metropolitan Green Belt and be contrary to the aims of Policy S6. The scale of the proposed properties will be considered at reserve matter stage. As such, the proposal is recommended for approval subject to conditions as set out in the agenda. Uh, thank you, Ms Jones. Um, I don't have any speakers noted on this. The agent obviously didn't want to speak, so it's open to the floor straight away. Um, any comments? Uh, Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Uh, one of, actually, I only just noticed this, but, um, well, some of it anyway. It says, um, Essex Highways has said, that the access is shown on the drawing is unnecessarily large uh, and similar in scale to an access for an industrial estate, and it goes on, uh, and it says that um, six metres would be sufficient. And then going to paragraph 1029, says, although it would be better designed if the access road was terminated by dwelling rather than parking, by way of improving the visual amenity when viewed from the street scene, it's not considered that this aspect of the layout is sufficient to refuse the scheme. Well, I don't want to refuse the scheme, but I do think, or I am wondering, if this was narrowed, would that tree that has a preservation order on it be saved? Or could it be saved? No, it wouldn't. It, the um, tree is located right in the middle of where that access is going, so even if it was narrow, that tree would still be um, need to be removed. And, and the landscape officer has no 
um, concerns about the re removal of that tree. Okay, it's just I don't like to see TPO trees coming down, so I just wondered if there was a chance of saving it, if it could be, but that's fine. Okay, thank you. I think for clarification, they are replacing it with two new trees, so um, there is a net gain, I suppose, given 100 years or whatever it is. Uh, okay, anybody else? Uh, Councillor Wells. Well, I think it's an infinite improvement on what is there, and I'm more than happy to propose the recommendation. Fine, I have a proposer. Do I have a seconder? Councillor Hicks. Seconded, Chairman. Okay. Uh, does anybody else wish to comment at this stage? Yes, Councillor Fairhurst. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, just a question on page 41, the question of the ecological study. They said, and holding objection. Um, could you just clarify that for me, please? Uh, can you tell me which power it is? Paul? Yes, um, 8.4, sorry, 8.5. Right. Yeah, there originally was a holder, holding objection um, and a back survey was requested because obviously with the demolition of buildings there's the potential of having an impact on bats um, and they subsequently um, submitted a back survey and ecology was really consulted and they now have no objections. Thanks, Mr. Uh, Councillor Hicks, Eric, you've got your mic on. Um, uh, I think probably along with Councillor Lemon, I'm well aware of this site. Um, it has been an eyesore for an awful long time. Um, bus depots and all sorts of other things, construction sites, etc., etc. So uh, I actually see this as a positive step. Um, so uh, if we're all happy, then I think we're happy to go to the vote. So all those in favour, please show. And that's unanimous. Thank you very much, and we're moving on to the next application, which is Dovecoats, Woodman's Lane. And Mr Chris Tyler is going to take us through that. The application site relates to a detached two-storey dwelling located to the south of Woodlands Lane in the village of Dunlow End. The dwelling includes a single-storey detached outbuilding to the rear garden. The outbuilding includes black weatherboard under a tiled roof and is currently used as a domestic storage pot and shed. The application is for the conversion of, an out, of the outbuilding to a domestic residential annex. The conversion will include infilling to the front canopy section to create additional footprint and um, replace the door, doors and windows, insertion of roof lights and internal works to create domestic living accommodation. So this slide shows the uh, proposed layout of the uh, annex. Um, no objections have been received from the neighbouring properties, however some concerns include the annex may become a separate dwelling, the proposal may impact the neighbouring properties in terms of noise and fumes, the building should not be significantly larger than the existing building. 
uh, in regards to these comments, the change of use to such or such annex to a separate dwelling will require um, planning permission and a planning condition could be imposed on this to control um, that outcome. The proposal does not include the installation of a boiler or flue. Uh, the conversion of the, of the building will only include a marginal increase <coughs> of rent. So the following photos just show the existing building uh, in relation to the neighbouring properties uh, and the host dwelling. Uh, the main planning considerations are whether the proposal will have harmful impact to the character of the site and its surroundings, uh, amenity of the neighbouring properties, or harm biodiversity. Conversion, of the, uh, the conversion is considered of uh, an appropriate scale and design, including traditional materials that will not impact the character of the site or surroundings. The proposal would not, will not result in any loss of amenity to the neighbouring properties in terms of loss of privacy or uh, significant increase in noise or fumes. Um, to the front of the property there is sufficient off-street parking. Uh, the Councils of Colleges has been consulted, no objections were made regarding biodiversity. Uh, so as such uh, it's considered the proposal accords with local plan policies and the MPPF and is therefore recommended for conditional approval. Thank you Mr Tyler. Um, I don't think we have any speakers on this, so I'm happy to throw it open for anybody's comments. Do I have any comments? I do from Mr Chambers and then Councillor Wells. I'm only making some comments, Mr Chairman, because I was asked by the Parish Council to call this in. They subsequently withdrew their objection. So, uh, uh, as far as, I mean, I know this site very well, as you might imagine. Uh, I don't think it would be dominant. I do think uh, Mr Tyler was saying that obviously it would be subject to, if somebody wished to turn into a house, would have to be a planning application. To me, that is the most important thing. But apart from that, I have no objections and I will propose, propose approval. <coughs> Does that find a seconder at this time? Uh, I'll take it from Councillor Davey. Uh, okay. Uh, anybody else wish to comment at this stage? No, I don't think so. Uh, so with the caveat, Mr Tyler, that we can tie this to the ownership of the existing property, um, I'm happy to go to the vote. All those in favour, please show. That's unanimous. Thank you very much. And that concludes the existing business of today's planning meeting. Could I just thank you very much and hope I didn't waste too much time on the planning committee. Um, I've now lost my bet. Thank you very much, Mr Chambers. But, uh, <laughs> and, and also, <laughs> Mr Chairman, may I say uh, congratulations on your first meeting. We wish you well in the future uh, in your uh, elevated position as Chairman of the Public Planning Committee. Uh, thank you, Councillor Chambers. This chair is slightly higher than the normal one, yes. Um, OK, and uh, I'll close the meeting now at uh, 2.52. Um, but just ask everybody just to remain for a few minutes afterwards. Thank you.
and I want to know if anybody had any specific subjects or if they can have a think about it before the next meeting of specific subject matter. And what we'd like to do is go back to the old format where we do the site visits in the morning and then perhaps have a bit of lunch and then maybe 30 minutes or 45 minutes because it's dead time for a lot of us anyway. So if that's okay with everybody, that's really what I'd like to do. Um, things have moved on now with the MPF superseding existing policy. Uh, I think it would be very useful if we drew up a list of agenda items and we're going to try and tackle those over the next year so that everybody comes up to speed as much as possible, if that's okay. So if you'd all like to have a think about that, and then email me or Nigel Brown or whatever, and then we'll try and put that together. Um, one of the other things that's been brought forward or been raised with me is that we still don't have a list of appeals, uh, which we did talk about before, knowing where we are with our appeals, um, because some of them will have been dissolved and some of them we won't, and we did have a spell where we were told what was going on, and then we reverted back to sort of where we are now, which is sort of the norm. Um, and just generally, if there's anything else anybody would like to pick up at this stage, I'm quite happy to take it on board. Apart from that, thank you all very much, and see you in four weeks' time. Thank you.
all I say is that you never so much how it's done. It doesn't form
Thank you. Oh, I get that for being on the phone.